The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host most of the time. We had 10 shows this week. I think I did seven of them. Usually I do like eight. Humble brag. No big deal. Joining me today for the Picks show. We also, by the way, have multiple shows you can check out. Uh, our Thursday night recap show, I think Sean Wagner and John Breach are going to hold that down uh, for the Giants Patriots recap. I'm sure that'll be a thrilling discussion of whatever happened in Foxborough on uh, Friday, uh, Thursday night. We recorded this on Thursday afternoon and uh, also had a show with uh, David Sampson, our uh, resident GM. If you want a fresh perspective on what's really happening in sports, we've got a brand new podcast to check out. It's Nothing Personal with David Sampson, features former Marlins president David Sampson, decoding what's going on behind the scenes with owners. When the owners make a statement, when a coach tells a lie, when a star gets traded and much, much more, David's got a World Series ring. I saw it. He also lost 100 games, according to this promo. All right. And he's done everything in between. He'll break down the noise Monday through Friday for a podcast that's available for your drive home commute. Download and subscribe to Nothing Personal with David Sampson on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you find your podcast. Pete by the, Prisco. By the time he's it, done it, doing his promos, I got to go do my hit. Slow down. Was it pers- why was why it, are you talking so quick? Yeah, well, Slow down. Yeah, talking <laughs> fast today. <laughs> Speaking of things that are personal, Pete Prisco per- personally assaulted me by delaying this podcast 10 minutes as I'm trying to get out to watch my beloved NC State Wolfpack play Syracuse on Thursday night. Who wins, Pete? Syracuse or State? Who won, I guess I should say? NC State will win, but it'll be close. So Syracuse plus four and a half, I guess. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I think Syracuse is better than their, their record. And NC State three stinks. Three and two. NC State yeah. stinks. Yeah, you got Herm Edwards. Enjoy it. Uh, also on the program. Four and one, baby. Thursday. Sun Devils are four and one. You know what? Herm's actually a lot better than I thought. I've been got Wazoo by. this week at home. Get to five and one. Wazoo got let UCLA score like eighty-five points. You're gonna win. Yeah, hopefully. Um, R.J. White, Vegas Savant, hook him, hook him horns, hook him horns. Big one and big one and uh, big yeah. D this week. And I'm, I'm the eternal pessimist. So that I'm, one's not good for you guys. I'm, I'm not, you know, looking forward to it. But you know, our you got, our, Herman, you got Herman as a dog. Brinson and I's Braves got their butts kicked. If I can, if I can get a win for the Longhorns, it'll I felt for all you Braves fans, the game was over two minutes in. It was terrible. Yeah, it was awful. They stink. Snickers so, stinks. Get him out can't, of here. Fire can't him. pile on with me, Longhorns. Like, could be worse. Could, could be, be the Dodgers bad. and win 108 games and lose your series. That was awesome. I love the Nats. Love the Nats. Poor. I love Clayton Kershaw. Poor guy. Poor guy. Is he a choker, Pete? What do you think? Oh yeah. 
without question. Big game choker. <laughs> Playoff choker. Great. I mean, seriously, you could make a case he's one of the greatest pitchers we've ever seen in the postseason. He stinks. What's that make you? Kirk Cousins. You know, Colin Coward said the exact same thing on his radio show. Oh, then I'm taking it back. Nothing personal, Colin. One of the best no, ever can't win a championship. You know what that makes him? It makes him Dan Marino. What's that? Makes hey, him Marino. speaking of championships. One of the best ever. Stop it. Ouch. Yeah, why didn't Dan, Dan Marino had played with bartenders and bouncers? What do you know about pressure, Dan? It's an Ace Ventura joke. Let's look at the best bet standings after week eight. God, I got a greedy and went with eight best bets. Didn't matter. Got five and three, 19, 11 and one overall in the season back under uh, 60%, but that's fine. I'll take 59% all day. Regression uh, rolling through RJ three and three, 18 and 15 on the season. A very nice record. And Pete continued to, to climb his way at the standings three, two and one now well over 554%. You will also take that on your best bets. All day, our parlay. Leaves are turning brown, baby. The leaves are turning brown. Princeton, I pick eight games again this week, because then you're going one and seven. Ooh, five and three is really good. Look at this, man. We should have stayed away. That Dallas under was should have hit. The Green Bay got up thirty-one-three and just quit carrying on defense and let him creep back in there. Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans under was just a bad choice, I guess. Um, the rest of them were locked. The three. rest of them were really solid. Right. Yeah. Buffalo handled their business. Tennessee could make kicks. San Francisco stopped. You should have put the Buffalo Tennessee under in there instead of the instead. It was of really the, low though. Yeah, just have a trouble. With I know. Those I know. New England Washington under was never in doubt. Thirty three seven. That was an easy cover. Let's uh, let's get to our picks for this weird week, pick. Though. Weird week for me, by the way. I went six and nine, picking the game straight up, and nine and six it's, against the spread. How the heck does that happen? Terrible. That is weird. That's They're a very... nice little nice little record you got there. What nine and six? Six and nine. The Redskins minus three and a half road chalk. <laughs> I mean, this is, it's the first time it's ever happened in NFL history. As far as I can tell from the pro football reference database, Redskins were double two touchdown dogs at home in week five. And then the next week are road favorites. It's never happened before. The closest thing I could find was the, uh, um, 92 Colts who were two touchdown dogs to the K-Gun Bills, beat the Bills straight up, then went to play a crappy Patriots team in Foxborough, were dogs by one and a half points and won that game straight up as well. Uh, do you think the Redskins are going to win this game straight up, Pete? Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team, from coast to coast, the best team you'll ever see. You remember that song? They used to have that. And then clip, the, 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 the Oilers copied it. It's burned into my mind now. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, yeah. and no, Miami is going to win this game outright, by the way. Win the game outright. It's hot. It's miserable. There's problems in DC, uh, with the culture and the new coach and everything else. And you have a team in Miami that's still playing hard, even though they stink. They will win this game outright. Yeah, don't bet this game. Like, I, I have trouble finding any reason to bet this game. There's nothing to like about either of these teams. Like, normally I take the points here, but the Dolphins have defied logic with how bad they've been. Um, so I'm gonna, I mean, if I had to take a lean, I'll back Keenum. I think teams typically play well after the coach gets fired. So, uh, that also helps my Washington pick, but seriously, like, don't bet this game. Don't watch this game. Don't do anything. Love the Dolphins. On it. Love the Dolphins. The Dolphins are terrible. I will say, so are the Redskins. um, yeah. So NBC Washington, yeah, Redskins are bad. The the one thing I like, I'm actually going to play Adrian Peterson to DFS. The, I want to take the Everybody Dolphins. Is. I'm, right. You think so? Jeez, you're really going out on a limb on that one. You got Bill Callahan taking over. He's a line coach. He's talking about running the ball. <laughs> Boy, you're out on a limb, Brinson. 
I mean, Adrian Peterson hasn't done squat all year long. Everybody's going like, to I think, I don't, wait, is he going to be 12% owned in DFS? Oh, it'll be more than that. More than that. He's like 40. I was just on draft teams looking. He was like 4,500. That's the easiest number two running back you can have, like in, in DFS. Um, apparently Bill Callahan installing a tougher culture, cut down on the music, turned up the screaming, and he wants to run the ball and run it some more. And in fact, he told, he said at his press conference, he's not concerned about how many yards per carry they run, but the number of carries. That's the important part of his offense, bad, bad which song. is literally the dumbest thing a coach has said in the last five years. I don't know about that, but particularly in this era where every, all you got to do is throw the ball and nobody can defend you and you can't, you blow on a guy and you get pass interference. Come on. Bad decision. Clipping, clipping, save that one as well. Hashtag phrasing. Um, no, no, all right. Yeah, no laughter. Be no. a laugh track in this show. If you listen to the way I said it, you, there's no laughter involved. Your child. You're 12. <laughs> I don't deny that. No one denies that. 49ers, uh, you're the Dolphins. RJ and I agree. Just stay away from this. I, if, it, if I took anything in this game, it might be the over, but I don't think you can trust these teams. 49ers at Rams. Uh-oh. Rams minus three, RJ. Over under 50 and a half. Looks like we might have our first parlay item here. We all love this game. We all love the the Rams. I think it's hard to pick against the Niners considering how good they've looked so far. You know, they're just blowing teams out. But I'm just going with the value here. When you look at the teams they've beat, they played three teams with poor offensive lines. They played one team with a backup quarterback. They turned it over five times in that game, and they still got given that win. So it's not like they played well in that game. Um, then you look at the Rams. The Rams are third in adjusted sack rate um, per football outsiders. I know Pete loves their stats so much. I think they're going to slow down that San Fran pass rush. It's been so good so far. McVay can run up the score on the San Francisco defense. Three of their last four games, he scored 39 points or more on them. Some of that is involved with turnovers also, get, you know, getting them to give them the ball in advantageous situations. But when you look at San Fran, their stock couldn't be higher at this point. So we're just playing against that. I think the look ahead was four. Um, I think this is kind of the low point for the Rams, the high point for the 49ers, and we're getting value on the three. I agree. I think this is the Rams. Uh, when you look at them, the one concern I have, and, and I've watched them a bunch the last couple of days, is that offensive line has been getting whipped up front. And, and that's not a good, particularly inside, that's a problem. And that could be a problem here. So they're going to have to change some of the things that they do. And defensively, they're little. And this is a 49ers team that runs the ball. So I, I do have a little bit of caution. We have Gurley's situation as well. And he hasn't been Gurley, but he's, uh, you know, we'll see how he plays out. But San Fran just lost their right tackle too. So they're dealing that's with true. injuries. McClinchy's not there and no Staley either. I agree. I like the Rams in this. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think the Ram- there's just a couple things that give me a little cause for concern, but I'm with you. Rams are the play. Here's the other reason to like the Rams. The trends back it up. Um, it's a short, small sample size here, but. Uh, teams, home teams coming off a Thursday game with a lot of rest, facing off against a Monday, an away team obviously with off Monday night football and shorter rest have gone seven and one straight up and six and two against this, against spread since Thursday night football, uh, came in back in 2012. Additionally, this year, Thursday night teams, both teams, the following week are seven and one straight up. And either seven and one or six and two against a spread, depending on what you got in Denver, Chicago, um, the following week. So there's a lot of trends showing that Thursday night teams this year are performing very well. Maybe we'll get to Seahawks and Cleveland in a second, but um, I think the Rams are a, a very good bet. Like him at three parlay. That's present. a parlay pick for us. It's number for one sure. in the parlay. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, that's one of my one of my immediate best bets. Moving along, Eagles at. Vikings, this will not be a parlay pick because we have a bit of a head-to-head battle. Uh, I love, I mean, look, you know where I'm going here. Vikings at home? 
Actually, no, I'm going to throw it to RJ because RJ has all the stats. I stole them and used them all in SportsCenter. I did well, give I you credit. He's got the, I wonder why he's going with the Vikings. Copying. Because they're a good no, team. No, no, he's good copying your paper. That's the one thing. But there's another reason, too. That's, why that? Because he's still hanging on to his Super Bowl pick. When is our rookie year pick? Look, look. Somebody needs, somebody needs to say this. So I'm going to be the one to say it because I'm the Vikings. <laughs> here. Here the go. Vikings are three and two, and their only two losses are against the Bears and the Packers on the road. Those are two top five, top ten defenses. They're division rivalries. They're in tough places to play. Those are not bad losses. I don't care what the offense looked like. They're not bad losses. Lots of teams are going to fail to score against the Bears and the Packers in Soldier Field Who are their and wins in Lambeau over? Field. And Who they cares? They're stomping to... bad teams. That's what the NFL is. It's all bad they, teams. They battled back against the Packers, too. I mean, they were down 21 nothing, and, and they, they didn't just quit. You know, they showed up and almost won that game. They got pretty close. It was 21-16 at the end. So it's not like they're a terrible game. Um, you don't I, get anything for being close in the NFL. Yeah, you know? well. Uh, <laughs> I think you can still evaluate them as a better team. Just you know, you don't just go by the final score. Obviously, um, I think Cousins can have success against the secondary. It's twenty third in DVOA versus the pass before last week, and then they got a cakewalk game. Um, off the offense didn't really light it up versus the Jets. I think they're going to struggle on the road against that Minnesota defense. It shines at home. The defense is top five in DVOA, top five in net yards per pass attempt, top five in net yard and yards per rush allowed. I mean, they just stop you both ways. Um, so Zimmer's great coach, twenty nine twelve and one against a spread at home as a Vikings coach, eighteen and six when not favored by more than four. And then you reduce that down and only take like the favors of one to four and throw out the underdogs. It's like 11 and three. It's like really good in this situation. Um, so I think the defense will control this game. The offense will do enough to cover despite Philly's elite rush D. And then the, uh, the Cousins will light up the secondary a little and Minnesota will get us a cover. Is it a big game? Uh, relatively. Okay. Well, that, that's all you need to know about this game. Forget all your data. Forget all your stats. Forget all about Mike Zimmer. Forget all about running the ball with Cook. Forget about where the Eagles are banged up in the secondary. It's a big game. And that makes Kirk Cousins will not be effective. But he's played well against Philly recently. He will not be effective. They've been game. better than they have. They are now. I think every, the, he, will, he will not be effective in this game. He, it's a big game. That is such a silly narrative. I mean, like, it be, be, takes care of the Eagles. It's not a games. big game. It's 1 o'clock on Sunday. Nobody's watching it. Everybody's be watching Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. Says Brinton. <laughs> you could be watching. I think I think everybody in Philadelphia and some other parts of the East will be watching it, and the Midwest as well. What are you talking about? They'll watch it. It's a bit. This is a big game. These are. This is an important game for two teams right here. No. Yeah. No, no kidding. It's an important game, but it's not like it's a prime. What do you think? He just pees down his leg every time he plays. What's a his team? record against teams with a winning record? What's Aaron Rodgers' record the last three years? What is what is what it's is terrible. Kirk Cousins? What is Kirk Cousins' record against teams with a winning record? Isn't it like six it's and twenty something? Right. Going all the way back to Washington, something like that. Yeah. Like Terrible. Or something like that. You guys Lock have the Vikings. Vikings. Take the Vikings. I don't, I mean, look, I just think this is one of those games where Cousins is going to be a problem. I'm taking the Eagles. Jim Schwartz scares me a little bit, but I take the Vikings. Stephon Diggs, this is the Stephon Diggs squeaky wheel game. I thought that was supposed to happen last week. No, that was the Adam Thielen squeaky yeah, wheel. Too many game. squeaky wheels on that offense. Yeah. Yeah, lots of squeaky wheels. Wait, wait till two weeks from now, the Garrett Bradbury squeaky wheel game. <laughs> Gotta get that he, he offensive have, rookie of the year. He might have to going. learn how to block somebody before you get the squeaky wheel. It's been a rough go for him, baby. Not a good year. The Brinson nope. curse rolls on unabated. Saints and Jaguars, man, we, we're moving really fast this today. I don't I wonder know what's why. going on. Saints and Jaguars. Why, why are we going so fast? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> um, by the way, you see me, I'm wearing my Old Spice shirt to, uh, to the game tonight. It's my favorite red shirt to wear, lucky red shirt. If you want that product placement, hit me up. Don't you have don't you have NC State garb? Yeah, I've got a pullover for tonight. Please tell me up. you don't have a jersey that has Brinson on the back of it. You would be a no. grade A dork if you put your name on the back of a jersey. Not a, 
I mean, I'm not a. I mean, I might be a douchebag, but I'm not that big a douchebag. Don't you agree though? The guy buys a jersey and puts his own name on it. There's something wrong with him. I'll stop you at Jersey. How about that? No offense, RJ, if you have a jersey, or Pete, if you have a jersey. <laughs> I don't. I have. I have a jersey from when I was a kid. <laughs> what if I were to buy a guy on my team with the same last name? Is that okay? Like Tredavious Ooh, White. Tredavious if I go White. And get Tredavious White's jersey. Is that fine? That we can. We that's creativity. A. I like it. And yes. I mean, I haven't bought a jersey. Yes. Either. I'm just saying. Yes. That we get a pass uh, on that one. When I was when I was younger, I had a uh, I had a Brinson Buckner jersey because you see the it sounds like Brinson. Is that a Buckner it, jersey? It isn't like close it? to being spelled like it either. By I used the to have way. a Reggie it White jersey. Sounds like a Reggie White. That'd be yeah. I used to have one of those. Yeah. You did. Mm-hmm. Hey, you that actually kind of sounds. Sounds close to R.J. White too. It does. One of my favorite players when I was younger. Really? Mm-hmm. I know my jersey was a, actually when I was a, it was uh, a Giants jersey. No, actually I had a Billy Kilmer jersey. How about that? And I don't know why. It was a Billy Kilmer played for the Redskins. I hated the Redskins. Somehow I ended up with a Billy Kilmer jersey. So this well, I don't know why this made me think of it, Pete. But you should get a vanity license plate for your car that says "Good," then the number four, and then me. Good, good for, for me. me. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Except you got to pay extra for vanity <laughs> license plates. It's not worth it. <laughs> no, vanity license plates. What's worse, having a jersey with your name on the back or a vanity license plate? Oh, that sounds like a Twitter poll. <laughs> I would say, I would say tie because they're both they're both terrible. Should I put a tw- should I put a uh, yes. what is what is, uh, what is uh, Dan Levitard say? Put a, put the poll up, Guillermo, or put it on the yeah. poll, Guillermo? Don't you think that's a good I poll? Think... That's a good poll. Yeah. Which is worse? It'll be the license plate. License plate is bad. Name on back of jersey is terrible, though. It'll be license plate. Um, I think RJ has a jersey other than white that has a Buffalo Bill. He's got, you got a Jim Kelly jersey somewhere. No. No? no? Okay. All right. Let's keep talking while I publish this poll. I have a All Jim right. Kelly signed helmet. You know why I got that signed helmet? I got it from here. They gave it to me because guess who named CBS Sports HQ? This you guy. You did? It was my suggestion. No kidding. So you got a Jim. They had a little contest, and they're like, throw out some names, and I threw out like ten of them, and that was that was one. And you, and so you're the guy who so, named CBS Sports HQ. So yeah, they came to me, and they they kneeled down, and they said, please give us a name. And, and so you got a Jim. Wasn't anything like signed that. Signed yeah. helmet. Yeah. So I just entered the contest through the name HQ, that's and awesome. they liked it, and that's I got awesome. a little signed helmet. So is it? Is it? I'm gonna say it's a regular I'm gonna, size one. Yeah. I'm gonna say that um, vanity license plate is worse. It's worse. Because yeah. there's more of them. Hmm. There's more. Well, and it's also like, like, like the like you see was like Need for Speed. It's like let's settle down, bro, or like, like, like Mimi's court. I don't know. Or I am, and then King, something like that, right? <laughs> oh, oh, and you're putting yeah. it on your car, and your it's car terrible. They're your car is by nature a look at right. me purchase. So you're putting right. another look at me right. on your it's look just, at me purchase. Yeah, right. The, Jer- the, the jersey you're in a stadium with fifty thousand. The fans vanity license jerseys. plate is probably worse. But if you put your name on the back of your jersey, you're more of a dork. Yeah, sure. you're more of a douche. You're right. more of a douche if you do right. the license plate. You're more of 100%, a One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But dork. Put, that, more, put it in the parlay. Put it in the parlay. <laughs> okay, the, the the dork douche parlay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a name for our parlay. Finally, here you go. That's the, that's our parlay name, Princeton, from now on. The, the D and D parlay. <laughs> Saints and Jaguars. God, how, he keeps trying to he keeps trying to roll on, doesn't he? No, but that's the crazy thing is like I allowed that tangent to happen, even though I need to get out of here. I, 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 I'm rush. Saints and Jaguars. Jaguars minus one and a half 
Gardner Minshew on the injury report with some light groin soreness. I don't, uh, yeah, that, whatever that is. Um, look. Hey, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you have a big weekend. I, this is a perfect game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're bad today. This is a perfect game for the Jacksonville Jaguars today. to play good defense and respond after playing awful defense last week. And it wasn't physically getting whipped. They were mentally whipped. They had so many bad run fits. It was terrible. They actually benched the rookie linebacker because he kept getting out of place. And, and Miles Jack played poorly. I think they bounced back here. And I think that they're going to slow down Teddy Bridgewater and Kamara. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, too. Really low-scoring game. But I like the Jaguars to win the game outright. I do agree with low-scoring game. My lean would be under 44.5. And, and if I had to pick the side, I mean, my lean would be to the Saints. But it looks like a weird line to me. I would figure the Saints would be favored in this game just because of their name brand. And, and they're winning even without Drew Brees. And so the fact that that's not happening and the Jaguars are favored makes me think that maybe Vegas knows a little something. Is your under a best bet? No, it's just. I'll throw that in as one of my best bets. Add it in. I got to start catching Brinson. Add it in. And you like it. So if Brinson likes it, we can add it into the parlay. We could. So the, see, the Saints have been playing to the under on the road lately. Seven and two in their last nine road games. Eleven and five in their last sixteen. Jags are also seven and two to the under at home over their last nine. So that's why I like to lean to the under a little bit. Those trends been lining up for those teams. Hey, do you make anything of the, the fact that the Saints have covered every October game since 2015? It's just a statistical just, weird. Yeah, it's like, like when you find things like that, you have to say what what's the lesson you're learning from there. Like, what's your reasoning that that is happening? And if you can come up with one, like, oh, they they really know how to restock the uh, the the like after September they get more focused in, in, in October. In, in October Set, they really restock the, the buffet the and they're leaf, really feeding the them the right thing. Leaves turn brown. I wear the crown. <laughs> yeah, but I have that's that's a, a joke. You know that. No, it has no. I has no bearing. I don't think at all. I don't think so either. I was just, I was Some, just, uh, sometimes the plus, wheel hits black 16 and times. And plus, who is, who is playing quarterback in those games? Usually Drew Brees. But I mean, okay. it, it is weird, but it is weird that they are terrible against the spread and terrible at home in September. And maybe it's just scheduling. I don't know. But then like they rip off these games in October. I don't know. It's, I, I get, it's a quirk. I get it, but it's still interesting. I, I, um, who do you like? I keep, well, I keep picking the Saints here and I, th- something stinks about it. I'm a little worried about it. You have the Saints or the Jaguars, RJ? Um, I would lean to the Saints, but like I said, the line's weird to me. Jags are 32nd. Uh, the defense is 32nd in yards per carry, 32nd in turnover percentage. I think New Orleans can grind out long drives with the running game in this game, um, and that'll take the pressure off Teddy. He proved he can win with his arm. He's not going to need to in this game. You know, Like I said, their run should be able to do it. New Orleans' defensive season stats aren't great, but they held their last two teams under 260 yards, so they really recognize that with Breeze out, they need to step up and play great, and they are playing great. So if that continues, it's going to be hard for Gardner Minshew, I think, to get it done. I would lean to the Saints. It might even be. We think it's going to be a low-scoring game. That point might come into effect, like it did with yeah, the I don't, Seahawks game. I don't know why on this sheet it says Pete's best picks. It says Jaguar Saints over because it's an under always. Mm. All right, uh, don't do don't you, trust the sheet. Don't trust the sheet. Are we going to add this? Are we going to add it on the under? You want to take the yeah the under. The under. I'm good because yeah. I had the I like the under in this game, not the All over. Right, throw it in the parlay. Jags under Jag Saints under along with the Rams so far for the D and D parlay. Seahawks minus one at Browns over under 47. The Seahawks Thursday night football, Browns Monday night football, but the Browns are home even though they're coming from San Francisco. This line also stinks. It looks fishy. It looks really fishy, and this is going to be a classic case of the National Football League as we know it now. Team looks terrible, comes home, other team looks great, comes on the road, 
playing an early game, and I know Seattle's been good on the playing those early games, and I think the Browns win this game outright. I'm all in on the Browns this week. Yeah, I have trouble with this game. I would probably lean to the Browns, but I'm not playing it. My biggest lean in the game is over 47. Um, this is a great spot for the Browns. Like you said, nobody's going to believe in them after the Monday Night Stinker, and they can rally around that. The line moved four points off the look ahead at, at one point. It went from Browns minus 2.5 to Seahawks minus 1.5, and, and you might even get it higher than that. Um, I just have trouble going against Seattle team that plays well in those spots, and they just, you know, Russell Wilson, I don't really want to fade him at any point, especially in such a low low uh, spread game. So I'm going to lean to the over. Seattle's been scoring consistently. Consistently in the high 20s against basically everybody. A lot of solid defenses on their schedule, and they're still getting up there. Uh, the ground game's going to shine against a Browns D. That's 30th in yards per carry allowed. And uh, I think the Browns offense can bounce back. Seattle's defense really hasn't shown that much. So I think this game's getting over 47. We're seeing it in the 50s or 60s. Ooh. So you got over as a best bet or no? Just a lean. Okay. Uh, RJ, I, I would, RJ never I, reveals his best bets. I do. He, he puts them on sportsline.com. Like, like he's secretive. He's secretive. He's sneaky. He, he, he writes it. Yeah, sure. Why are you saying it like that? That's weird. Uh, <laughs> he's sneaky. If I was sneaky, I'd be better than 54%. I'll tell you that. Uh, well, Brinson must be sneaky then. Yeah. Brinson's really sneaky. I, I, Brinson, I think Brinson drops in like two or three extra ones that are winners after the fact. He's one of those guys. <laughs> Yeah, Debo can tell you how I'm I'm really manipulating these these rundowns ahead of the time. Um, I, li- I like I like the Browns, but not as a best bet. And I would uh, RJ's kind of got me on the over too. The Seahawks defense might be terrible. Uh, let's move on to the Texans at Chiefs. Uh oh, we got a lot of conflicting stuff here. Chiefs. This line is ranted. Chiefs minus four and a half. It was Chiefs minus eight, I believe, on the look ahead. It moved down to four and a half after the Texans scored 53 points against the future Falcons and the Chiefs uh, lost at home to the Colts. He over under 55. It has actually come down from 56. Pete, you like the over here. I'm a fish. I'm going back to the well. I just keep doing it over and over again. I keep saying Chiefs and over. I did it against the Lions. I do it. I did it against um, last week. I thought it would go over. This week, I'm going back to it. I, I think these two defenses have issues. I know Mahomes is a little banged up, so I'm concerned about it. Uh, but I do think they get back on track here offensively. Uh, I'll take the over. I think Watson will get his, too. So I'm taking the over in this one. Yeah, because yeah, I have a best bet in this game. It's Chiefs minus four and a half. I like them, too. I, I don't buy this huge line move. I think it's you know, clearly off of injuries and, and Mahomes didn't look right because he was banged up with his foot. But, you know, he's practicing. Tyreek Hill could be back, so I'm not worried about Sammy Watkins. I think that offense is going to get there some rebound in this game and go back to scoring 30 points a game. I'm worried about the Kansas City injuries on the defensive line, but I do think that the guys that they do have left, Nadi and Kalen Saunders, are going to be better defending the run. And usually they've been bad against the run, so I think that's really going to make a difference here. Um, I think Casey slows Houston down enough defensively, covers this lower number, and we get a game where Chiefs are winning something like 37-30 or 37-27. I agree. I'm actually taking the under in this game. Um, I I like the Chiefs as well. I just think there's a ton of value there. And I don't – I'm a little worried about the Texans' defensive line, but I I think that Andy Reid will scheme things up and they'll bounce back. I I do – I really do think – and I'd be curious what you think on this, Pete, that whether or not um, there is cause for concern about the the Chiefs. Like, I mean – Well, the offensive line – the offensive line came into the season – in, in the interior being major issue, and it has been, and it's continued to be. And now when you have Cam Irvin playing left tackle, bad. That's more of a major concern. So, yeah, there's concern there, but I, I, I'm not all in on the Texans. I, I, they got to show me consistently defensively that they're, they're capable of stopping somebody before I'm taking them with the points. I, I just, I'm taking the Chiefs. I think Mahomes gets right here. 
Yeah, well, I think the other thing, too, is that it's the same thing that you mentioned with the Browns and the, and the Seahawks. People saw the Chiefs lose on Sunday Night Football to the Colts in a, you know, a, a mud, like a, a rock fight. And then they saw the Texans like, oh, like Will Fuller. Put up 50, Deshaun right. Watson, yeah. Put up 53. And so they're thinking, I mean, the line drops like crazy. Again, I like the under. I think you do see the um, Texans try and muddle it up a little bit and don't take as many shots on the field. I But I, I'll take KC as well. No consensus pick there. Lions at the Packers. Packers minus four over under 47. Pete, I would be stunned to find out that you – are taking Aaron Rodgers against the spread, although it's been pretty well, profitable. He, he's pretty much uh, dominated the Lions in his career. If you look at his numbers, he's been unreal throwing the football against him, and I think that carries over here. Uh, we saw the Packers run the ball last week, and they ran it well against the Cowboys. The Lions are good against the run. I think that they'll throw it around in this one. I know Adam's situation has me a little concerned, but I'm not a believer in the Lions just yet, so I'm, I'm going to take the Packers and lay just a little bit more than a field goal. Yeah, Detroit, you know, the value would say take the Packers. I think they have a great home field advantage. That is four points. So, so you would have any of these teams to be even. So it obviously makes sense. Take the Packers, but my lean is to the Lions. They're not that far away from being four and They had that stupid meltdown against Arizona that they should have won. And then they just needed a late stop against Kansas City. And they well, this, won that the game. Chargers game, the guy was going into Eckler drums and fumble on the one. They don't win that game. So right. Um, the it, other way too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that they are a four and team, no. but they're close to, right. to have being four and at this point. Uh, it could be a revenge game for Green Bay. They lost 31. Nothing in Green Bay to clean at the end of last season. That was and the one when Rodgers got hurt, though, right? Was he hurt? Yeah, he only yeah. had like through five passes yeah. or something like yeah. that. Um, Detroit has somehow won four straight, even though Rodgers usually does good against right. them, and that's part of he's been missing a lot of games. Um, but you can run on Green Bay's defense, 29th in yards per attempt. Uh, Detroit's passing offense is playing well, fourth in DVOA, fifth in net yards per attempt. So I think they will be able to get what they want to on offense. And Rodgers has been just fine against a lot of good Ds this year. Um, you know, he's not his normal great self when he plays a good D. And Detroit has had a good D. So I think Green Bay, in order to cover this number, would need Devontae Adams back, and it doesn't sound like he's going to play it. They're making it sound like he could miss multiple games still with that turf toe. So um, I would take the lines at 4.5 as a best bet if it was if you can get 4.5 out there at 4. I'm just going to lean to him right now. Did you hear what? Did you hear what he said today? Or so what he said on Thursday? Excuse me. I mean, he was like, "Listen, this injury." He's like, "I mean, the way he made it sound, it made it sound like he's going to be out a couple of weeks." And that's yeah, not. And a, why rush him back? Why would you rush him back? It makes no sense you're, to rush him back. No. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're no, you're doing well. Why would you do that? Uh, okay, let's ask. Well, who's you. your pick? Who's your pick in that game? Uh, I'll take the Lions, but not a best bet or anything. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, here we go, Pete. Falcons, we're going to hit a couple more, then we'll cut you loose so you can go okay. do sports or whatever it is you do in the evenings. Falcons minus two. The Falcons who just got 53 hung on them are road chalk. Blur-her. Falcons minus two and a half at the Cardinals over under 51 and a half. I, yes, Pete. This is one of RJ's games right here. Let him go. I know. Well, I was gonna, we were going to see if we get a consensus with you, but go ahead, RJ. Why do you like this game? Well, you like multiple things in this game. I got two bets best in this game. Best I like bet, one of them. I know, and that's my probably my best best bet is the over 51 and a half. It's just, uh, these two bad defenses. Patrick Peterson's not going to be back for another week. Atlanta's going to be able to throw it on him even if they can't run. Um, Cardinals should be able to get all over the Falcons because the Falcons defense has been terrible. We just saw that against Houston. I just don't know why the Falcons are favored on the road with how they've played. Uh, they're one and four against the spread while Arizona's three and two. So Arizona's beating expectations consistently. Consistently, while Atlanta is falling short. So why are they getting respect on this this line being a road favorite? Um, Atlanta's D's been terrible, like I said, 
31st in points per drive, 31st in yards per drive. Um, thank goodness for what? I guess the Jets' offense has been the worst. Um, Arizona doesn't have a great home field advantage, but I'd argue there isn't that big a gap between the quality of these teams, and that's what this spread is saying. So best bet on both these things for me. Cardinals plus 2.5. Kyler Murray's getting better game by game. And, uh, you know, it's a weird stat in this series. The home team's won the last nine games in the series. The last time the home team has lost is 2001. I don't think you can make anything about it. It's like his stupid October 16 Saints thing, but uh, it's just a weird stat to me. That's not why I'm betting it. I just want to throw that in there. I love the over in this game. By the way, I love the over in this game as well, but I like the other side. I I think this is um, desperation time for a team that went into the season thinking they were good, and I think they they will show it here. I I think it's going to be Come down to the end. I think you're going to see a ton of points. That's the, the a really good play there. I just think the Falcons will find a way to win the game. Field goal. Well, I also love the over. Um, I like the look. The Cincinnati Arizona over was one of my best bets last week. That had really no business cashing, um, but they tied it up at 23 and it went to overtime. I think it went to overtime, right? Or no, the Falcon, the Cardinals scored right before yeah. the end of the game. Anyway, like it went to, it got tied up late. It had no yeah, business no business getting that. Yeah, no business getting that one. Sometimes better be lucky than good. This one, you're not going to see that lackadaisical Zach Taylor crap from the Falcons. They're going to get their points, and they're not going to be able to slow down the Cardinals. So I, I just don't see why this wouldn't go over. Unless why is the number only 51 and a half, though? Something stinky about that. Yeah, I mean, but th- we just haven't seen a bunch of overs in the high 50s. I mean, it's, but I mean, don't you think that should be up more like 54? It should, but these teams aren't getting that much respect because they're both terrible teams. Yeah, so. but usually terrible yeah. defenses, too. You get more points. So yeah, I don't One win for but each like, of them. But, but Kyle, but like Cliff Kingsbury's willing to kick fourth and short field goals from the one yard line. I mean, he's just, you know, so I get it. Like sometimes they stall out. I just think this is a game where they get, they put up some points. So I will, uh, I'm, I'm, we're on the over. So that's our three games for the parlay, right? Yeah. We've got the, uh, Jaguars under, Falcons. Cardinals over, Chiefs over. I don't think that was the best bet. No, the other one was Rams minus three. Oh. Rams minus Rams. three. Yep. Rams minus three. Uh, Yep, and then let's see your best bets, Pete, and you can walk us through those real quick. Yeah, there they are. Um, Miami plus three and a half, Cleveland plus one, <laughs> Rams minus three, Eagles plus three, Packers minus four, Jaguars minus one and a half, the under in that game, and the over in the Texans uh, Chiefs game. I'm loading up. I'm trying to catch Brinson, man. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what I like is right before the right before we start talking about best bets, you're like, put eight up there. You're gonna go one and seven. Well, you are. I'm going seven and one. I don't think so. I, no? I hope you go. I'll I hope you go on that. I'll take the under on that myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will take. If I went the, five, if I go five and three, and you go two and six, I'll be a happy camper. I will take the under, or I'll take the over on whether or not Pete is out of his chair before we actually go to break. But we are going to take a break. Pete's going to stand up before we do. What are you the talking about? Away. You're racing through. Let's get out of here. I got to go to NC State game. I'm trying to get you home for Sportsline, bro. That was a that was a really good Brinson impression. Good job. No, yeah. Well, usually, usually it's more like this. Usually it's more like this. Oh, uh, guy, day. But this week, this week is like RJ. Who do you like, RJ? Who do you like, RJ? Pete, Pete, got a best bet. Let's go. Moving Move right to the next along. game. Moving right along. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> hey, are you uh, one quick thing about your NC State game? Do they serve beers inside the stadium at NC State? This is the first year where they started doing it. Wow. Okay, makes it even better. Yeah, we uh actually you know stay a little more uh, sober as a result because you don't have to knock back uh beers pre-game. quickly before you're not pregame in the pregame. And there's, I've I've right. seen a study on it like it's it's it does lower the, the yeah no no, no totally yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because people don't want to pay big money for a, a, a thing of how well, much is you, a thing of beer how much is a uh, cup of beer 
Well, they have a uh, a, tw- a 19 ounce old Tuffy is like uh, eight dollars. It's not bad. It's not that bad actually. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's cheaper. The Coors Light's like six bucks. It's not bad. That's not bad at all. Like in in NFL stadiums, it's probably double that. Yeah, only except for the Falcons. They have that cheap uh, stuff. Yeah, the Falcons do it right. So they can afford to pay Dan Quinn's buyout. All right, uh, Pete, wow. we're gonna get you out of here. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Uh, wow, that's a drive by. Yeah. Uh, we will take a quick break. When we come back, RJ and I will wrap up the rest of the games on the slate. Thanks, Pete. You got it. Enjoy the game. Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or... Could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week of the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, welcome back. Pete Prisco has departed us every week. I think maybe that's the last time I'll ever see Pete when he's departed, RJ. And every week he just keeps coming back. Smaller, tanner, crankier. It would be sad if we didn't see him again. If that was the last thing we got from him. I'll tell, I probably, I think, I don't know if I told the story about the parking lot that the, that, I can't remember if I told it on the podcast, so I won't tell it again. But anyway, long story short, for oh, like yeah, 15 minutes. Can. Yeah. We were on a text thread and we thought Pete had actually died and we were like yeah. joking about how he died. It was a little awkward. Um, I did tell it. Okay, cool. Uh, I guess I'm turning into Pete because I'm telling the same stories over and over again. Panthers <laughs> minus two and a half at the, but it was air quote at, at. Or, at, thank you for full screen at the, by the way, we're on YouTube, youtube.com slash CBS sports. Click on the video button and then go, uh, find the green stuff with the, uh, pick six logo and all that. Um, you can see my, if you don't watch it on CBS Sports HQ, you can see all the swag I got back here. Oh, I got a signed Duke basketball back there too. Um, Panthers minus two and a half in London against the Bucks over under 47 and a half. Best bet for me is the Carolina Panthers. Their defense is not receiving the respect it deserves, RJ. They are excellent at rushing the passer. Ron Rivera is un- uncorking a bunch of different stuff 
uh, in terms of formations and, and showing uh, quarterbacks things that they haven't seen. Jameis Winston is a quarterback you can confuse easily. He was not good the last time he played the Panthers. Um, the Panthers also left a day earlier than the Buccaneers. We saw that was a huge factor, I believe, in the in the Bears beating the Raiders over in London. Um, same, I think it's a Tottenham, right? And uh, two and a half is not enough. I I would I took it at one when it came out. Love the Panthers in this spot. Think they'll run well with Christian McCaffrey. Kyle Allen will have a decent day. But ultimately, it will be the defense. I, I think expect a big day from Shaq Thompson. He is having an underrated season. And uh, I think the Bucks down offensive lineman. I love the Panthers in this spot. Well, the Panthers rely on the Panthers run. First in yards per carry, obviously. 26 in net yards per attempt. Bucks have the best rush D in the league in both yards per carry and DVOA. So it's going to be a tough matchup for the, the Panthers uh, offensive line to try to get things done there. The Bucks offense has been better at pa- passing. Well, the Panthers defense is fourth in pass DVOA, third in net yards per attempt. So this is the thing where the, the thing that the, each offense does better than the other thing, um, the defenses are, are attuned to stopping that. So I think it's a better matchup for the defenses on both sides of the ball. I'm going to lean to the under. Uh, if I had to take a side of the line, I would probably be with you and lean to the Panthers. I think they're a better team than the Bucks. Um, but I think the line's probably about where it should be, so I'm probably just going to go with the under in this game as a lean. I, I can get down with the under as well. By the way, this is a 9.30 a.m. Eastern time game. You will see a giant green alert on your CBSSports.com Fantasy League reminding you of this fact. Do not forget it. If you have a Panthers or a Buccaneers player in your lineup or on your bench because you're not sure if they'll play, Go check it on Friday night or Saturday night. Don't don't wait until Sunday morning, wake up, and then get confused. Don't be that dumb-dumb. Bengals at Ravens. Yes. Chris Godwin's the big name there, right, because he's, he's been out of practice, I think, early or limited, and we don't know his playing status. So if he ends up being questionable when the last you know injury report comes out, set that early alarm because you want to make sure you get him in your lineup if he's playing. That's right. Um, I do the Panthers Stadium show every week with Jim Zoki. And uh, unfortunately, it's like an hour before kickoff, so I have to do it at 8 a.m. on Sunday, so I'm not really thrilled about that. Sure, I'm sure I'll sound fantastic at 8 a.m. Thank God this NC State game was on Thursday instead yeah, of Saturday. I was going to say. Right? Yeah, um, now I can keep it in check on Saturday. Bengals at Ravens. Nobody believes that. Bengals at Ravens. Ravens minus 11 over under 48. I don't know, man. This is a weird game. A lot of points, RJ. I know. Take the Bengals. Bengals plus 11. Best bet. I'll- I'm, I, I'm not bet. Oh, it's the best bet. Because last year the Ravens ran for 267 yards against the Bengals in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Bengals didn't have A.J. Green in that game. Only got 19 rushing yards on 14 carries from the running backs. Ravens won time of possession nearly 2-1. to one. Final score, Ravens won by 3. You know, since these two blowout losses were against strong defensive lines, Baltimore's 26 in adjusted sack rate this year. Uh, Baltimore hasn't blown anyone out after their huge win against the Dolphins. I, we both like this team coming in. We have bets on them to make the play. Or I have bets on them to make the playoff at least. Um, I'm not that impressed. I don't think they deserve to be favored by 11 against Bengals. I, they haven't been playing well the last few weeks, but I think they can cover the back door against a Baltimore secondary that isn't playing well with Jimmy Smith, you know, continuing to be out. Um, so yeah, Bengals covering this game, divisional game. Why are you not taking the eleven in this game? Yeah, I picked the Bengals in um in my uh, in my picks as well. Not a best bet, but I I I don't mind it. I mean, ten points and their defense, like you said, look at those numbers. They're terrible. I mean, you can't look at those numbers if you're listening to the podcast, but they're terrible. If you watch on YouTube, you can see the the, the graphic that Debo and the crew put together. Um. And it's Andy 12 Dalton, in some spots. It's 12 in some spots. Like, that's, that's, that's just incredible value. Yeah. Uh, Andy Dalton is actually pretty good in Baltimore, too. I think he's won three of the last six games, and five of the last six have been within one score. So you got a guy who can play down there. 
Bengals are sort of desperate. I'm, I'm with you. Not going to best bet it, but I like it. Cowboys minus seven at the Jets over under 43 and a half. Sam Darnold, Sammy Spleen, Sammy Spleener returning from mono for this game. It's not really a great nickname, but we'll go with it. <laughs> Do you think that Sam Darnold? Yes. Clear eyes, not so full spleens. Can't lose. <laughs> Clear eyes, pop spleen, will lose. Don't pop your spleen, Sam Darnold, please. That would be bad. Um, Chris Sims had that happen to him, if you'll recall. Cowboys are getting – this is too many points. The Cowboys should not be laying a touchdown right now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they yeah, they've looked bad the last couple of weeks. Um, they're still a good team. I think they've they played amazingly against bad teams, and the Jets have been a bad team all year. Um, so my lean would be to the Cowboys minus seven. I wouldn't play it as a best bet. Uh, I think the better play here is probably the under. Um, Dallas, you know, like I said, blown out bad teams. They have the number one offense per DVOA, but they've been a little slower and the the last few weeks. And the Jets D has actually played well. You know, they they weren't the reason that they they didn't cover against the Eagles. You know, they had those two defensive touchdowns for the Eagles. Jets defense actually held the Philly offense. In check. Um, I think the offense for the Jets will take a little time to get rolling with Darnold. I think the Dallas D is good enough to limit them. Um, and because the Jets D is good this year, you know, I would lean toward the under is, is the best play in this game, but I'm not going to make it a best bet. All right. Uh, I don't like anything in this game. I hate it. Don't want to pick it. Let's move along. It has nothing to do with the time. <laughs> Titans at Broncos. Broncos minus two over under 39. I like that under, but lean that way. These teams are going to grind it. Uh, but I'm going to take the Broncos as a best bet. I may be wish casting here for a team that should be three and two after, uh, after beating the Chargers. I don't love the idea that I'm probably doing the thing I talked about earlier in the podcast where we saw the Titans lose to the Bills at home. We saw the Broncos go on the road and beat the Chargers. It's still early in the year though. I'm not sure that the Titans are good against good defenses. I'm not sure the Titans are good in general. And the Broncos are running the ball pretty well. I know the Titans defense is good. But Denver's actually running the ball effectively. Philip Lindsay's playing well. Royce Freeman's playing well. I think the Broncos know they can get back in the playoff hunt. Dare I say the playoff hunt? If they win this game. And they're going to win it. I have a best bet as well. Best bets on the other side. Titans plus two. It's a clear overcorrection on, on when we're getting value here due to last week's results. You know, Tennessee misses those four field goals. If they make three of them, then they win and people are talking them up more. Denver doesn't win the game against the Chargers. And, you know, we knew Denver wasn't going to go 0 and 16. They're not in the level of a Washington or a Miami. Um, but this line's moved three points because of it. Look ahead was Tennessee minus one. Now we can get Titans plus two. I'm going to take it. They've played well on the road. They had commanding win in week one at a Brown scheme that everybody thought was good. And and they blew him out because the defense played very well. And then a uh, commanding win against Atlanta in Atlanta. Um, you know, Atlanta hasn't been good today, but I mean, they're getting a lot of respect still because they're favored on the road in Arizona. So, uh, the Tennessee offense hasn't committed any turnovers. The only turnover for that team has been a muff punt. So the offense is playing really well in protecting the ball. And I, and Atlanta showed in that Philly game, they need turnovers. They need, they need to be able to, uh, the defense to take the ball away to win games. And I don't think they're going to do that here. Tennessee defense fourth in points per drive despite being 14th in DVOA. That tells me that they're forcing long drives, making you drive the whole length of the field. Their punter is awesome. Uh, give him team MVP at this point. Uh, Denver hasn't had an awful offensive game. I, they just haven't been able to translate that into points. I, I use it as a positive for them last week when I said that they're actually a better offense than we think because they're doing the things you need to do. They're just not scoring the points. Um, the, the thing that kind of tips it over to me to make this a best bet for Tennessee is that Denver plays Kansas City on the following Thursday. That's the biggest game of their year. They figure we, we're, we're going to win this Titans game, right? And then all we need to do, Kansas City's reeling. If we can go in there and get a win, we are right back in this division. That just means you're looking ahead a little bit of Tennessee and you're going to get caught off guard here. So I think Tennessee is going to go into Denver. They're going to continue to play well on the road and they're going to win this game. 
Do you think the one in four Broncos are going to be like, you know what? We, let's just, we don't need to worry about this game. Let's just get out of Kansas City. I don't know about Kansas, that. Kansas City is the key game. Like, I mean, they're not going to bank this as a win for sure, but they're worried about the Chiefs more than they are about the Titans. I hadn't thought of that. It's a little concerning. I feel like if Pete were here, he would say, NFL teams don't look ahead. One game at a time. That's what they do. They don't care about that stuff. They don't talk about it. Well, when, when he gets a coaching job, we can ask him. Yeah, that's right. Um, Everybody looks ahead. Everybody talks about the schedule every week. It's ridiculous. Uh, we already talked about Falcons and Cardinals. Steelers at Chargers Sunday night. Dagger could have been the 2004 draft battle between Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger for AFC supremacy. Instead, it's the terrible Chargers, minus six and a half, hosting the terrible Steelers, uh, who are going to be starting Devlin Hodges. Is that right? I, I don't know. I've, people ask me, like, I did radio hits. They're like, do you want to tell me about Devlin Hodges? I'm like, I don't know anything about Devlin Hodges. He went to Sanford. That's all I know. I know he won the Walter Payton 2018 Top FCS Player of the Year Award and completed 69% of his passes. He was promoted. To, I'm just reading off the graphic on the screen. Um, he uh, 111 pass TDs and 41 interceptions at Stanford. At Sanford, he looks like somebody who went to Stanford. I don't mean that as an insult. What do you think about this game, RJ? I think the Chargers are garbage. And he can run around a little bit. And the one thing you need to know about him is his nickname is Duck. And that's that's what he goes by. And it seems like they're trying to push that a little too hard, I think, with social media and stuff, trying to make him the next Minshew. We've got this guy named Duck. It's Duck Hodges. You know, everybody got on board with Duck. And, Can uh, we talk – Duck is – did we mention this previously? Duck is the worst possible name for a quarterback you yeah. could have. Like, not only – it's like, hey, Duck, here comes a pass rush. Or, hey, I'm throwing ducks all over the place. Like, this is like the, – what – you couldn't pin a worse connotation than Duck. If you were talking about a quarterback, this is it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, luckily, luckily no Melvin Ingram in this game, so all you got to do is worry about blocking both, so then you won't have to duck that much. Um, I would lean to the Chargers at minus six and a half. Uh, Pittsburgh just two and five against the spread on West Coast and on the West Coast under Mike Tomlin. That includes that San Francisco game where they turned the ball over five times, still lost, but got the cover. So aside from that, it's one and five. Pittsburgh's played a tough schedule. I'm just not confident in our boy Duck in prime time. Uh, Chargers keep losing players now. Pouncey's on the IR, but um, you know I think that's counteracted by the the Steelers going out of the third quarterback, so I'm not that worried about it. You get Casey Hayward and Hunter Henry practicing. I think that's good. And the Chargers offense has actually been rolling despite the injuries. 360 plus yards and four straight before Denver. Uh, you know, having Phillip Rivers back there really cures a lot of ills. So he's still healthy. He's still playing. I think that we can still count on that offense to, to you know, get something going. I don't think they're going to get completely shut down by the Steelers. Uh, the the Chargers defense is slightly better than the Pittsburgh defense in points per drive, which I think would surprise people because we made a lot about how good the Steelers have looked in, in a few of these games and that they're really starting to, you know, come strong with that defense. Well, the Chargers defense has actually been slightly better. Um, and then you consider the quality of the quarterback. I think they're really going to hold Hodges down. So will the, de- the Pittsburgh defense do enough to get the cover here? They probably need a turnover or two in a key spot. I would rather lean to Phillip Rivers and trust him instead. That's why I'm leaning to Chargers six and a half. If it gets to seven, just stay away from it. At that point, there's no value. Um, but I think six and a half there's probably a little bit of value on the Chargers. Yeah, I wouldn't bet this one personally. I don't like the Steelers as a best bet, but I think it's six and a half stinks. You're starting Duck Hodges against Phillip Rivers on Sunday night in primetime. It's going to be a Steelers home game, first of all, because it's Sunday night, so everybody can get out there. Um, I, give me, uh, give me Duck. Give me Duck and the Steelers, baby. Plus six and a half. I love Roasted it. Roasted Duck. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. That's all the games. <laughs> so let's recap our best bets. Here's Pete's best bets. They are. I, I don't know why I waited. I forget it's an audio podcast. I'm sorry. Um, they are Miami plus three and a half 
Cleveland plus one. The Rams minus three at San Francisco versus San Francisco. Excuse me. Philadelphia plus three at Minnesota. Green Bay minus four. Jacksonville minus one and a half. The Jacksonville Saints under 44 and a half. The Houston Kansas City over 55. That's eight best bets, Pete. Don't go one and seven. It'll hurt you. Here are RJ's best bets. Go ahead. Yeah, I like the Bengals plus 11 at Baltimore, uh, Kansas City minus four and a half versus Houston. I'm going to be the sucker and take that line. Uh, I'd like Minnesota minus three against Philadelphia. I'm going head to head, I think, with Pete there, but I'm on his side with the Rams minus three against San Francisco. I'm going head out with Brinson taking Tennessee plus two at Denver. I like Arizona plus two and a half at home against the Falcons. And then I, also in that game, I'm going over 51 and a half. There's going to be a lot of points there. Mm, we agree on that one as well. When you look at my best bets, Carolina Panthers minus Tampa Bay. Minus, minus, Carolina Panthers minus two and a half against Tampa Bay. I'm reading a lot of stuff right now. Sorry. Um, Minnesota minus three against Philadelphia. The Rams minus three versus San Francisco. Denver minus two against Tennessee. The Houston Kansas City under 55. Arizona Atlanta over 51 and a half. And, uh, we also have a parlay, the D and D parlay. Three games. Can we throw it up there? Or do I just need to tell you what it is? It's Rams minus three. The Saints Jaguars under 44 and a half and the over in the Cardinals Falcons game 51 and a half. Go ahead and plug that one in before those lines move and you get mad because we can't hit. This is the week it hits. I like it. Three games. Nice little consensus there. Nothing forced. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate, and review. You can go to our uh, Facebook page, our private Facebook group, and leave uh, any questions you have about picks for the week. I will answer any and all questions, whether it's betting. Uh, I'll probably pop on there, like, hopefully before the Panthers game on Sunday morning, and then maybe again at 11 o'clock. We'll do uh, uh, lineup questions, betting questions, whatever you got. I'll answer. I answer everything when I jump in there. So go to uh, Facebook.com, search Pick 6 Podcast, and uh, talk to you next week, RJ. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.